Um, so I mentioned in the group chat the other day um, that I'm getting a new phone for free. Um, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so I was out shopping, looking at like what I might want to get as if I didn't already know. But I'm, I've got this girl I'm kind of dating with me, and she's one of those iPhone people, so... Of course, we have to go to the Apple store and look at what they have because, well, what if they have something you want? And no. Um, but we had gone out to eat before. Um, and we went to Mexican. I got the same thing I always do. Burrito, enchilada, rice, and beans because it's just a solid combo. Every place has it. Um, but while we're in the Apple store, like... I keep farting because I had beans and uh, I'm a little gassy and she just looks at me and goes can you stop farting they don't have windows in here <laughs> I knew where this was going when once you said <laughs> farting uh, <laughs> yeah apples does not support windows um, <clears throat> I'm actually thinking about converting to apple why why not Do you hate yourself? I mean, they make solid like user interfaces, and, and they have good security and stuff like that. It's been a while since we've recorded. It, yeah. It's been like two weeks. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll just jump into it. Welcome to another episode of As Dad As It Gets Season Two, uh, the podcast that does support Windows. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm your gassy host, Larry, and with me today is my little toot, Tom. Hi. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen that trend on TikTok where it's like, hey, guess my fart? People try to guess what the sound of the fart will be. Uh, I ended up on like fart talk or something like that because like a lot of my TikToks are farts now. I swear to God, you like one video because you think it's funny. (laughs) And TikTok's like, oh, you want more of this? Oh, because for for a week, uh, we got snowed in in Tennessee, and um, I liked one video of a guy in the, in a tent in the snow in Alaska. And then next <laughs> thing I know, I'm getting all these survival videos, and it's like, have you seen me TikTok? I cannot survive. <laughs> I have zero survival instinct. Uh, <laughs> But uh, anyways, we did have another episode planned, but uh, everybody bailed on us. Yeah, every posers. It, it makes me wonder: is it if it's me or not? It's me. It's a little bit. I'm the problem. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so our our uh, typical backup being Reddit. Uh, so today's. Reddit post is from our parenting and uh, it comes from user falafel waffles. What? It's their name. You, you didn't tell me that when you pitched the subject before we started yeah. recording. <laughs> uh, so it says husband locked toddler in his room. Husband locked our two year old in his room for throwing a fit. His reason was our toddler was being hysterical and not listening to reason. I asked him not to do that, and he just said no. 
Am I wrong here? I feel that it's doing more harm than good. Edit. To me, no matter how hysterical our son is being, we're the ones he looks up to for help with those emotions. As parents, we're here to teach them how to handle those emotions in a more constructive way. Uh, if he's locked in the room for throwing a fit, and he's just go- then he's just going to learn that his dad isn't there for him. That's how I feel anyways. So, this is honestly a lot. Like, there are a lot of different things. Um, because there have been, like, toddlers are not creatures of reason. Not even a little bit. No. They're, uh, <laughs> they're illogical beings that thrive on chaos. Um, but to the husband's credit there have been times where i have set my daughter in her room close the door just so i can regulate myself because when she's not regulated and i'm not regulated everybody's not regulated so it just blows up even more Uh, so i feel like for one that might be where the husband is going but two, um, like, just anytime your kid throws a fit, you can't just toss him somewhere in like yeah. an empty cell and, and be like, calm down. Um, there, <laughs> there are a lot of people that uh, they'll argue the opposite. It's like it, it teaches kids to self-regulate and stuff like that. I don't think so. Um, I think at a certain eight, not at two. Like, maybe if they're three or four, they have more of an idea of how the world works. Um, they don't. But my, definitely not a two. My daughter um, will be four uh, in a couple months. And uh, it's still chaos. <laughs> <clears throat> like. There's just no logic to it, um, but they're not—they're not creatures of logic. They're—they're they're creatures of instinct at this point. Mm-hmm. Like with toddlers, you see—you can see the uh, the like the feral part of their brain is active, and and those intrusive thoughts on things. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of an example of, of my daughter's intrusive thoughts. Um, because the other day she just, I could see her staring at something and she had Play-Doh and she just shoves the Play-Doh into this tiny little like crevice. And I'm like, I understand why you did that. <laughs> it's, it's not because of, of anything. It's, it's those intrusive thoughts. I get like my intrusive thoughts are wild. I'll just be walking down the hallway at work and I'm like, I want to throw my shoe at, at just down the hallway. Um, <laughs> or, or I'll be like, I want to just jump off my desk and, and kick somebody like not, not even out of anger or anything. It's just like in my brain, uh, I'm like, I could corrupt like flying karate, kick somebody off my desk. And then my knees are like, no, you can't. <laughs> but that's that's the kind of uh, 
chaos that that toddlers bring to the table is those intrusive thoughts um when my daughter is throwing a fit and i'm i'm regulated enough to deal with it the best way to do it is through distractions it's hit or miss with me so some of those distractions may piss her off even more some of those distractions might actually work. Tickling mm-hmm. is hit or miss. Um, See, Harrison Harrison loves to be tickled, which is weird because both his mother and I will fight anyone who tries to tickle us. Like, I will throw hands if someone tries to tickle me. I turn into a turtle when I get tickled. <laughs> like, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's a toddler thing too, because like Callie loves to be tickled. Yeah. Um, there's also like farts, uh, fart jokes. Those are but, always funny. I'm yeah. I'm 36 and I still find those funny. If I don't know if anybody knows this, but you can tell um, Google or Alexa to make a fart sound, and she will do it. They will do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but something, something that gets their mind off of why they're mad usually works. Putting them in a room by themselves when they're mad, it's just going to make them focus on why they're mad and it's going to make them mad. Er. Yeah. Uh, but here, like the, the mother, um, I, I assume it's the mother, um, says that I asked him not to do it and he just said no. Like there's no talking there. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, we don't know if that's literally all that was said or Yeah. But based based on this post, it's just like, hey, um, can you not do that? And he's just like, no, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And then that's it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, who's, who's the a toddler? toddler? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, what are what are your thoughts on this before we go into comments? Um, honestly, like I think a lot of it does depend on the kid. Um, I've had friends who, when their kid, like at the time, their her daughter was like four, I think, um, and she started having a fit and she's like all right kid like i'm not gonna use the kid's name yeah but all right kid like you can go to your room and throw a tantrum if you want but if you're going to be out here with everyone else we're going to have fun and you're not going to throw a tantrum if you want to by all means go ahead and throw a tantrum but it has to be in your room and the kid walked off and came back 30 seconds later when she realized oh i can't have fun with everyone if i'm being hysterical um and i've seen videos of like parents who like they were out like at the grocery store or at a restaurant with their kid and their kid started showing their butt so they just take the kid outside to the car and like either hop in the car, like sit on the trunk or something and just let the kid have a fit 
out there. And then once the kid calms down, they're like, all right, like, let's go back inside and join everybody else. But you're not going to do this and bother literally everyone else in the building. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was a kid, also side note, if you guys hear any like weird, disgusting noises, my pug is in the room with me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if the microphone's picking this up, but like she's, uh, she got a bit of a tummy ache. So she's eating some, uh, pumpkin puree. Ooh, um, that's going to clean her right out. That's good for them. It's good for their digestion. It's like yeah. a, 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 like tummy cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's drinking water now, but, uh, so yeah, those sounds in the background are not like anything weird. It's just my dog, which she's weird. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> with with my parents and uh, us acting up in the grocery store, they just beat us. Times are different now. Can't yeah. beat you. Can't <laughs> beat your kids, which is good. I don't want to beat my kids. Um, when Callie gets overwhelmed at the the grocery store, because with toddlers these days. You know, the pandemic babies, the world is just now opening up. Um, like some people still don't really integrate their kids into the wild. Um, so when they get to go out to places like grocery stores and stuff like that, it's a lot of stimulation going on for them. So they they need like they, they flip out. They get overstimulated. They, they lose their cool. It happens. Happens to Cali occasionally. Um, and it's like mainly because she wants to be independent and run through the grocery store. And I'm not one of those parents that lets my child do that. Um, because I worked retail. So when she gets to the point where she's dysregulated, um, at the grocery store, uh, she knows, she knows at this point that we will remove her from the store. Yeah. Um, and then if it's if it's both of us, we'll uh, one of us will finish up while the other deals with with her. Um, if it's just one of us, typically when it's me, I just do grocery pickup because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just removing them from the situation sometimes does help, uh, and and sometimes just letting them be mad and and angry, uh, like. Anger is a is a normal human emotion. Uh, as long as you're you're expressing it healthily, health healthily, healthy, healthy, healthified, all healthified. Yeah, healthful. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> uh, as long as you're you're expressing it in a healthy manner, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like they they have rage rooms and and stuff like that. Like let your not don't take your toddler to a rage room. Let them no, break absolutely. a bunch of plates. <laughs> But let them rage. Yeah. <laughs> An entire genre did it against the machine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how how can we tell our toddlers not to rage when we're raging against the machine? Exactly. And Florence. We can't forget we're also raging against Florence. No, because uh, I went to school with a, a girl named Florence. She was a foreign exchange student. She was really nice. Oh, Okay. She was from Scratch France. That. We're not raging against Florence, just the machine. Just the machine. But let's jump into the comments. Yeah. So Noah side five five two three says, 
It depends on how and for how long, in my opinion. Leaving a toddler in their room for hours after throwing uh, throwing them in a, rage, a fit of rage, clearly crossing a line. Making the judgment that a tantrum toddler needs a quiet space to calm down for a couple minutes? Reasonable parenting call. That's what I said. Uh, some parents and some toddlers are going to have going to do much better having discussion about emotions and having other people involved after they've had their chance to calm down. Maybe not the same call you would have made knowing your kid and your own preferences. That's a discussion to have with your spouse, which spouse says that they, that they don't want to do anything. Um and then here's another person that says, I agree um, and, and to the comment for, from Noah's side. Uh, my husband tends to over-talk to my toddler when he's throwing a fit, and it just makes toddler angrier, feeds a tantrum. Sometimes disengaging or walking away, leaving him alone in his room for 90 seconds is literally all it takes to calm him down. Um, toddlers are, are, like, very bipolar. <laughs> yeah, they like, they, like, they will if, stab if, you. Like, if it was proper to diagnose a toddler with like mania and depression, <laughs> like <laughs> it's not it's not depression, it's like mania and like rage. Yeah. They they'll stab you and then kiss you in the same sentence. <laughs> um so <laughs> traumatized shark says this. <laughs> to many like of the dads I know. Uh, try to reason with a toddler who doesn't have the prefrontal cortex to reason, empathetic understanding, or disengage. That's yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here. <clears throat> okay, so Prairie Splinter. 0712 says, I mean, I don't want to invalidate your feelings on that, but I would seriously try to not let that be something that drives you nuts about your husband. For hundreds of years, it has been the norm for dads to yell or dictate, etc. And it's amazing that your husband is attempting to rationalize or speak calmly to your child. My husband's the same way with our two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, uh, with, and on many occasions... I've seen the fruits of his labor when our son actually is able to be reasoned with when his peers, cousins, classmates, friends are unable to. Sure, two-year-olds are irrational, but that is something seriously wonderful front-end effort on your husband's part. Which, I mean, each kid's different, so just because it works for that kid doesn't mean that it's going to work for other kids. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's hard to logic with a toddler in general, um, well, using yeah. logic. <laughs> so hostile, wait, hosta disaster says it's hard to logic with the toddler in general, using logic with anyone trying to rationalize through heightened emotions in a moment. Our brains aren't designed to do that well. Um, taking a break to cool off and then talking is definitely better. Although logic with toddlers, even when they're calm, uh, although logic with toddlers, even when they're calm, it's still a toddler brain, which they don't. 
Uh, I'm trying to find some really good comments. I guess I should have sifted through these beforehand. The girl from Ipanema. <laughs> That's my go-to for uh, for uh, like hold music. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of the cable guy when he's like, I do that constantly. And everybody just kind of looks at me when I get to the eh part. <laughs> and it's because people are going to hate this episode. They're like, hell is wrong with this guy? So, uh, that's, yeah, that's my, uh, if I ever have a song stuck in my head, that's my go to to get the song unstuck. <laughs> so, this person, I'm not even going to try to pronounce their username, says, I send my three-year-old to his room to calm down if nothing else is is working. Sometimes we need to be alone to decompress. I wouldn't lock him in his room, but if he keeps coming out of his room having tantrum, I will walk walk him or carry him back and close the door until he's calmed down. A child who's emotionally worked up cannot be reasoned with. Most times you have to wait until they calm themselves and then have a discussion about what they're feeling. Um, And then someone replies to that saying, there are some nights before bed, my toddler refuses to do anything you ask him. If you try to pressure him into it, he loses his daggone mind. They they said daggone. Like, I I thought it was daggum. So I'll put him in his room. It is daggum. Yeah. Every every other time I've... (laughs) They're just... Maybe they're from not the South. Uh, so I'll put him in his room for a few minutes to wind down lights on, but gate closed. Most of the time he calms down within five minutes and finally returns to his normal routine of bedtime. I tell him every night I'd like him to sleep, but it, but if he can't, then he'll have to, then he will at most have quiet time. That usually leads to an hour of him looking at pictures in his books and talking to his sleeping buddies. Then he's out but at least he's in his bed settled. Um, and, and like there, there are further discussions on, on like sleep training because uh, there was a woman in a, a parenting group that, uh, that I was in. It was like a safe sleep group um, mm-hmm. who transitioned her toddler to a, a, a toddler bed from crib to toddler bed because yeah. at a certain point, cribs are no longer safe. So the toddler was uh, like when, when a toddler has access to the entire nursery, um, that's when you've got to like think about things that, that they might do. That's when you really want to anchor things to the wall, all that mm-hmm. jazz. Well, her child was now that they had free run, reign of the room, the child was like getting into everything instead of sleeping like this kid would stay up till like one o'clock in the morning, tearing the room apart just because it's, it's something new. Yeah. And so what she did was she removed all distractions from the room and had nothing but a mattress and a mattress on the floor and a cover like cover pillow, you know, yeah. everything that the kid needed for sleep was there. And 
people lost their minds at this. They were like, you are treating this child like a prisoner. Um, because she had like removed everything and, and people had called CPS on her and everything like that. Like people screenshotted it and shared it to other groups. It was a huge thing in the safe sleep group. Like Jesus. Christ. Yeah. So, um, and then like she shut the door where a toddler couldn't get out. Um, but they, re- they recommend shutting the door because of fires. Yeah. But I digress. Um, so one person, Mecca Poitier, Poitier, some of these names, maybe, uh, they say it's important to note age appropriate punishments are crucial. Mm -hmm. Two year old may have no idea what's going on. What went wrong? Why they're locked in a room versus a three year old who you can now explain this to. Regardless of age, if they don't understand the lesson you're teaching, uh, then you're not teaching them anything. And everybody's like, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> one person apparently went with uh, uh, Mandalorian. This is the way. Don't make them feel trapped. Let them know you will let them know you will require them to be in their room so they can have space to do what they need to do. But to a toddler, they can't if they physically can't get out of the room, they don't know that they'll be ever be able to. It instills a sense of dread and you don't want your kid to feel that unnecessarily. Um So yeah, a lot of it's back and forth about about it, but a lot of people seem to be on the same page of uh like do what you can to get your kids regulated, but don't trap them. Like, yeah. And, and if the husband was feeling that he wasn't regulated, I think that it should have been a a conversation with his wife. Um, I think that they need to work on their communication skills. And I mean, in reality with, with any type of parenting, whether it's, it's co-parenting, um, parenting like single parents are are a little different um like parenting with family Mm -hmm. everyone needs to be on the same page for appropriate actions for punishments and and um discipline and and regulation and everything otherwise you're you're just chasing your tail on those things uh but do you have anything else to add to it uh no but yeah like you were saying um No, I don't. I had something <laughs> in my head, and then I just kind of like whoop. It, it left. Yeah. Uh, it's this new haircut. I'm bald now, so the hair isn't trapping my thoughts in there like it used to. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to uh, to copy Kevin James. You, you got to give me someone better than that, man. Have you seen him recently? No, hold on. Oh, wow. He's lost weight. Yeah. What was that? Oh, This is the Boom is the movie he was in where he's like the 
teacher who also does MMA. I don't know. Here comes. Is that the one where he's the bad guy? No, he's the good guy. Mm. Yeah, he's some teacher. Hold on, let me get the. Uh... Once a collegiate wrestler, Scott Voss, played by Kevin James, is now a 42-year-old apathetic biology teacher in a failing high school. When cutbacks threaten the school's music program and its teacher, Henry Winkler, Scott springs into action. He dusts off his long, unused wrestling skills and earns money for the program by moonlighting as an MMA fighter. Though the school nurse, played by Selma Hayek, thinks he's crazy, Scott gains something he never expected, and the school rallies behind him. So it's got Selma Hayek in it, which already grants it a watch. That's true. <laughs> uh, it, was it directed by uh, Adam Sandler? <laughs> Probably. Let me see. Because it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's got to be like a Happy Madison Films or something. Uh. Frank Coracci, who also directed Waterboy, and mm. Click, Wedding Singer. So he's a Sandler fan. Yeah. A, a, a Sandler man. A Mandler. <laughs> this movie called Blended, which apparently is also an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Is that with uh, Jennifer Aniston? Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Okay. What's the one with Jennifer Aniston? Uh, doesn't matter, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, so like, I think it's essential to uh approach the regulation of a child like with a, a balanced perception that combines like guidance, understanding, and boundaries. Um, and, and you can't do that without uh having those things yourself, so uh, just you got to find the right balance that allows your children to learn and explore and be safe um, and regulate. Regulation is the big, the big word here. Yes. Um, like effective regulation and it, it involves communication, setting age appropriate um, expectations. You can't expect your toddler to understand why you're doing something. Um, if you're not there to, to help them through it. Um, and, and I mean, really all parenting is, is just, uh, nurturing, nurturing the relationship with your children, um, and building trust and mutual respect. And I, I think that that's as bad as it gets. And thanks for listening to another episode of as bad as it gets written, produced and hosted by me, Larry Sims co-hosted by tom flowers if you like what you heard in this episode give us a shout out uh follow us on social media at as dad as it gets pod on instagram and as dad as it gets on facebook or if you'd rather reach out to us by email you can find us at as dad as it gets at gmail.com are you a parent are you a creator do you have discord find links to our discord on our social media and if you want to be a guest feel free to reach out we're always looking for new parents and until next time Stay cool and keep on keeping on. Bam. Bam. And also, if you're still here for this, um, 
you can find us on social media at as that as it gets pod. Um, there you can find links to our Patreon. Uh, you can find us through, you can contact us through email uh, as that as it gets at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, that's it. Biscuit. Biscuit. Come here. And if you're really still here and watching, there's biscuit. There's biscuit. Blah. <laughs> oh, breath stinks. <laughs> <All right. laughs>